Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Sadowski. Previously on Lady from Day, Rowan, Siegfried, and Mira head to the headdress shop to pick out ornamental wares to make up their purchase wigs less obvious. Book 3. Breaking Out is Hard to Do. Chapter 24. New Captives. So, have you heard the news? Huh? The Gorlogs have caught two women that they are bringing here. Well, what is so exciting about that? I heard from Emta, who heard from Cork that they look to be from Kalos. Kalos would be furious to find out, and might even stage a war against the Gorlogs. This is an exciting day for us all. You should get prepared to leave. It could happen at any time. <gasps> What makes you so sure after so many years of being here that two people from Kalos could suddenly change the fate of everything? It is because they are the only people ever from Kalos to be taken. Do you want to come and meet them? I heard that the Gorlogs might question them for new technologies later, but in the meantime they will be given to Quark for kitchen duties. I had never seen her in this state, and while it was a bit amusing, it was also scary. If what she said was indeed true, it would be wonderful to be rescued, but at what cost? Would the Kalosians even be so generous to let us on our way? They didn't talk to anyone outside their territory as it was, but who knows what they would do. I thought it best to give in to Taylor's curiosity and follow her to the kitchens. Before we walked in, we could hear Cork talking to the women, much like the procedure I went through when I first arrived. It seemed like I had been here for months when it had just been nearing one. The women's voices were a bit unusual, but since I had never heard anyone from Kalos, it wasn't terribly surprising. Cork instructed them to the Skalag quarters to find something more appropriate to wear, and we heard them walk toward the hall where we were. Taylor and I hung to the walls as the two women came out. Bits of sunlight trickled in to where we were and cast their gaze on the floor in front of us. A foot stamped out the sunlight and I looked up to see surprise on one of the faces and it looked somehow familiar. Taylor was still in shadow, but I came out. Leah? I raised my brows in confusion, but as I looked closer into the face of shadow, I realized it wasn't really a woman I was seeing. I then knew who I was talking to. Sig? <laughs> but who is your counterpart? A woman with very princely qualities. <laughs> Rowan! I heard Taylor cry out, running forward and hugging Rowan. Tears were streaming down her face, and as I looked into the eyes of the disguised Faerisian, he had his eyebrows bent up in confusion, and then I noticed a tear seemed to flow down the lines of his face. Mother, is that really you? <laughs> when did you get here? Have they been treating you nicely? Does, does, does anyone else know you are here? Do the Gorlaks know who you are? She laughed and wiggled out of his embrace. She wiped her eyes with the end of her sleeve, careful not to hit any dirt, and replied with seriousness in her strained voice. 
Hush, son. If the Gorlogs knew half of the Faerous royal family were here, we would probably be dead. Oh, the many times I've tried to get out of here only to be brought back and beaten. The reason I need to get back is the same one that led me here. I was still trying to contemplate that the lost queen of Faerous was standing in front of me, and I had made friends with her during my stay here, and hadn't even mentioned knowing Rowan even once. Of course, I couldn't risk anyone knowing what I was up to either. Reason? Mother, do you mean you found the cure? Yes, of course. But first, how on earth did you manage this? <laughs> the village of Marawin has a nice collection of pleasantries. And we were staying there on a bed to rest from our journey back to Kailas from Kyrie. Strange women. We we met with a dressmaker, biggest and hairdresser, and, and then get ourselves waxed, uh, thanks to the gentler. Waxed? At first I was confused, and then noticed their clean-shaven faces. I couldn't help but break out in uncontrollable giggles. <laughs> oh, that must have hurt. Yes, well... Uh... <coughs> Well, it does appear that it has indeed paid off. But how did you know how to dress? You haven't ever been to Kalos when I was ruling. Did your father send you there for some diplomatic mission? Actually, a woman named Mira helped us. She is waiting with our men at the border. Mira? Why does that name sound familiar? No matter. We need to keep your profile as low as ours, if not even more so. For now, you will have to retain the identity of being from Kalos. I am called Taylor here, and Rowan, you must get used to calling me by that, and not Mother. Have you names for yourselves as well? We certainly can't call you by your real names, as you would most definitely be killed. Men are of no use to the Gorlags. <coughs> uh, I am called Rowena, and this is Siglind. Then, Rowena... You and Siegland will have to share a mat, as there is insufficient room for you both presently. Daylight then went to the only dresser in the room, hastily and carelessly made, and pulled out two long scalag frocks. The fabric was rough, like mine, and I don't know how long Rowan and Siegfried would be able to keep up their charade. At least their legs wouldn't be showing. I don't know how easy it would be to do any waxing here, especially since we hardly have time to eat and sleep. At any rate, we still had to do some hemming and patching fabric together. These frocks weren't made for men to be wearing. It was hard to grasp, seeing two men dress as women. It was a brave feat they accomplished, but if they were caught... Well, it was as Daylat said. They would most definitely be killed. At least the Gorlags didn't know the royal son, as he had been kept in the Faerous castle for most of his life. And then he was in Kyrie for so long. When Daylight had left to find the cure, she'd already taken on the look of a peasant in order to get more answers, so that is why she had not been found. The two men gestured for us to leave, and luckily we were the only ones there. When the two emerged from the quarters, I couldn't help but giggle as I looked at the old fabric on Rowan. It wasn't nearly long enough, 
and by the hair on Rowan's legs, it was obvious he wasn't a woman. Both had to let us help straighten their headdresses. The wigs had miraculously stayed on throughout the whole ordeal, and after some little tweaks that Daylight and I helped with, they looked normal, but the fancy circlets that they had worn initially were gone. The Gorlags typically go through the servant quarters on a regular basis, so I don't expect the circlets will stay hidden, wherever they are. It was a shame, after all the work and money that went into those gorgeous clothes they had worn, they would be taken by Gorlags and used by them to sell, to buy who knows what. We got straight to work on the frocks. Since Sig happened to be short, all we had to do was hem his frock just enough so it wasn't dragging. Daylight and I both shredded parts of our own clothing to make enough fabric to cover up Rowan's ungainly legs. It might have been alright if they were passing as peasants, but since they were formally dressed as upper-class citizens of Kalos, having muscular legs like that, shaven or not, was enough to rouse some suspicion. Once the men had undergone their second transformation into kitchen servants, Daylight and I escorted them to the kitchen. We explained the status ladder and how Cork ran her kitchen with an iron fist and a wooden spoon. They had already met her once upon arriving, but they hadn't been asked to do anything then. They weren't surprised when they entered the kitchen and saw Cork yelling out orders, but their eyes did get wide at the sight of the space and how many people had been captured by the Gorlags. I think Rowan was more startled, since these people really were his own. His mother caught his temper flaring, and put her hand on his arm to settle him. All in good time. Oh, the Jettlekylosians. Ready to get to work? We are at your disposal, ma'am. Good to know someone here actually listened to what I said when they first arrived. Now then, Enter told me that you two have already been given the tour by Taylor and Leyer. So I don't need to send someone to monitor to make sure you don't get lost. I'll have Emta show you how to clean the chicken coop, and since I know you are from Kalos, you probably have been schooled in nothing worthwhile in the elm. Emta will have to teach you a lot, but I'm sure it won't take you long to learn. Emta? He... Yes, milady? Go help these two get used to the coop. Yes, milady. Emta left with Rowan and Siegfried, and I was left with Daylight. So, Taylor? Please don't talk about him. It's too new for me to take in, and I'm afraid of getting emotional. Cork wouldn't understand what is wrong with me, and it would be completely out of my character. I understand. I just miss them. It's hard to be two different people in this place. Now I have to get us out. All four of us. And I think it's time I showed you how. Leah is played by Sophie Neveu. Taylor is played by Mippa. Rowan is played by Faithorn. Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. Emta is played by Mary Bruhand. Cork is played by Laura Fedora. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's 
www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.